Hello everybody, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops and you're listening to Journey into an Unknown World. Well, I've been doing this show for a very long time. Apparently there's over 85 shows up there now, so I've been told. Day by day I pick different subjects, topics, things that are happening around me that inspire me to talk to you and share with you some of the information that I have. In fact, at this particular time now, what I'm looking at is a lot of emphasis on people's understandings that there is not only a shift and change in the world, but there is a scientific growth in the way people are looking at the world. Now, whether it's Greenpeace or uh, which has been going a long time, by the way, of course, we all know that, or whether we're looking at somebody trying to make a new rocket to go somewhere up there in the stars. It's all about exploration, exploring. You know, when we look back through time and see all the different great scientists of the past, too many to mention. However, I do like to start with Marconi or Edison because they're in the more modern times of our lives. But imagine if you were Nostradamus or someone back in those days seeing the future, how would you perceive it? In the same way, when we look at our future today, how would we perceive it? We watch things like Star Trek, and we think about how we would journey to other planets and explore other dimensions. And then we listen to people like Einstein, who talks about bending time, and scientists talking about the uh, inverted, um, shall we say, warp hole that would take us inside the bottle instead of outside the bottle or vice versa, whichever way you want to see it. Dynamic thoughts, lots of ideas floating around. But there are also lots of people who are coming to me and saying, what is the spirit world like? I can't remember anything about it. Everybody tells me that I've come from there and that I was born in this body and one day I'll leave and I'll go back there, but I can't seem to recall anything about it. I'm lucky because I had lots of -of out-of-body experiences and I thought I'd like to share some of them with you. Though some are mentioned in all of my books where I've used them as an example. And one of those was my book, Pro-Life, Pro-Choice, Pro-Spirit. That book was channeled and written because at the time, many years ago, people were making a big issue about abortion. And even today, it's still an issue. The point here of that book is to say that there is no issue in the oneness because everything is known before it happens. So, for example, if you're a mother and you decide that you want to terminate a pregnancy, it's your freedom of choice. But it's also a pact you made with yourself, with your spirit guides, and with anyone who has taken up residence in the body to do a short-term stay inside that body that you are, to let them learn something 
in preparation for another life in the future. Or maybe they're ending another life that they didn't really feel they completed. So by being with you, through you, they have that opportunity. But let's go beyond this. Let's go beyond birth and death. Let's go into what happens in the spirit world. What is it like? In my book, um, Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to One is Revisited, I have written a great deal about the planes of evolution. But I'd like to talk to you about my experiences of it. For example, a very long time ago in my early 20s, my spirit guides came to me and they said, it's time to rescue more spirits who are hounding the world with their negativity. I didn't really understand what they meant by hounding the world. But being a good little soldier and very trusting in my spirit guides, I did come out of body and in the company of three of them, we went down into what you might hear called Hades, Hell, uh, the Netherlands, you know, different things that people have um, for the unknown and what is considered to be the dark forces, the negativity of the other end of the light. Of course, in darkness, it is full of color as well, but we in our human form can't see it. But in a spirit sense, when you enter into the dark forces, you enter in with an understanding that you will be in some way um, allowing yourself to um, express all that you are in any dynamic way that you want to. So let's go down just one level below what you might call heaven into uh, the negative side of where spirits live. This is a level where uh, people are saying, I'm hoarding money or I'm a, a Muslim or I'm a Christian or something. And yes, in their world, they have churches, they have synagogues, they have um, turrets and things, whatever it is they want, it's there for them to keep on doing what they used to do on earth. Now you might say, well, do they murder? Well, the bottom line is they can murder in thought, they can murder in emotion, but they can't destroy a spirit because the spirit lives forever. So if someone came up to you and tried to kill you with a knife, the knife is made of energy, you're made of energy, and the moment the knife touches your body, it disperses because it's not of your energy, it's of a different source of energy. It's of that person's own energy. So let me put it another way. You're a magician. If you think that you want to throw a knife at someone else in the spirit world, then you have to take some of your own energy, formulate it into a knife, and then chuck it at someone. What are you doing? You're chucking a bit of your own energy away, and that makes you weaker. And at that point, you feel like you're losing the battle. Now, for the spirit guides, myself, uh, having gone into a situation like that, I can tell you very easily that there was one period when uh, a witchy kind of woman appeared in my bedroom. I was in a spiritual sort of meditational state. I wasn't out of body. 
and suddenly I became aware of her and I could see her in my bedroom and she had three knives, little knives like swords in her hand and she said, I am going to kill you because you're a threat to me in a nasty voice. And I said, well, go ahead, throw them. Well, of course, I knew that when she threw them, I'm not a spirit, I'm a human, and my energy doesn't exactly mix with her energy anymore because she's a spirit. That's like mixing vinegar and oil. They separate. So um, she threw the first one. It just it burst into a shower of crystal line sort of sparkles and fell at what is supposedly my feet in her mind. And then she threw the second and the third. And I have to admit that for the first, I was a little worried, but I knew it was okay. Second and third, I was quite confident. She knew that. She felt that. And so she cowered in the corner saying, please don't help me. Please don't hurt me. Help me, help me. And at that point, I and my spirit guides were able to say to her, come on, we'll take you into what you might call heaven, the spirit world. That was just one experience that I had. But when I was out of body, we went particularly to the lower levels. And as we walked through those lower levels, I can tell you that everything that a human can think of exists there. The fear, the deformity, the depravity, the misery, the pain, the suffering. And as you go deeper into it, you feel weighed down. You feel as though you have a billion pounds crushing you. Is that scary? Yes, it is. But is it something that you have to allow to happen? No. So here's another example of one of my outer body experiences. I felt as though I was under the ocean three or four miles down, so you can imagine how much pressure I felt. I felt as though I could barely breathe. I could not extend my lungs, my ribs out. And my first reaction was, I need light. And knowing my body had a source of heat, I thought I'd generate some light, only to find I grew weaker. At that point, I realized, hey, hey, I can't give up me. I need to find light source outside of myself. So I manifested various things that created light. I started off with matches. I struck matches all over the place and sucked in the light into my being. Then when I'd done that, I thought, oh, a candle would be more sensible, but there's only one light and it flickers forever. So I had several candles and I absorbed their light. And after a while I got bored with that and I thought to myself, I need something more powerful. So I got myself some flashlights hanging around in suspended animation around me, absorbing the light until the batteries went out. And I became lighter. With each thing I did, I felt I was freer of the negativity. And so it went on until I hit upon the idea of a lighthouse and the bright light that came from a lighthouse. It shone in the dark and I could see it and I absorbed it. Each time it went around and hit me, I was part of it. I became the light. And I felt I was much stronger and I was happier and I felt safe. And at that point, I knew that there were many earthbound spirits around watching me. 
and they were in awe of what I could do. And because they were with me and near me, they were receiving the light too. And so as a result of that, they were absorbing light. And together, they were able to ascend into what we call heaven, the higher, nicer part of the spirit world. But I continued. I wasn't satisfied. I wanted more. And I hit upon the stars and the moon, and I absorbed their light until I was as bright as the moon. And then I thought, I'm not done. I need to eclipse the moon in front of the sun and absorb the corona of the sun. And as I did, so I felt myself become totally free. Free not only of my body and this world and my spirit, but free of the dynamics of controversy, of restrictions, of limitations. I was in that moment omnipresent, aware of the light and knowing that I was the light. Well, when I woke up and came out of that one, I felt rejuvenated, recharged. I wanted to go out and do all sorts of things. But on the other side of the fence, I needed to sleep. I needed to rest and let that light rejuvenate and replenish and regenerate every cell in my body, which, by the way, was part of my focus on getting rid of my Parkinson's disease. It took me 25 years to do that because I had to delete the RNA of my parents and also the belief systems and experiences I'd had in my life where I'd been negative. Now here I'd like to talk to you about my book The Rejection Syndrome and say to you, you are born here in this world with a coding and that coding allows you either to develop your psychic sense and do meditations and out-of-body experiences or actually to hold it down so you're more floundering around trying to wonder what's going on. Either way it's good because it's your choice and what you chose to do. So some people will say, I never get anything psychic. Well the truth is you're getting it all the time but you're getting it at so much speed that it comes out of you as I just know. Or you wake up in the morning after you've been out of body and feel like, I think I had a dream of flying. I feel so tired, I need to turn over and have another 10 minutes. Yes, when we come out of body, we do a lot of work. And so when we come back to our body, we do need to recover and rest. So going deeper into the spirit world of the negative aspects of life, yes, we find deformed humans, we find deformed animals, we find amoebas. The deeper you go, the more levels you go down through, the more you find the beginning of life. And the beginning of life is born out of the light. So let me talk about that. If you think about two hands rubbing together, you're creating friction. And if you could do it long enough and hard enough, your hands would catch fire and you would see light. Today I spent time with a patient in the hospital just showing her how to rub her hands together and rub them very fast. I'm going to do it right now. You hear how fast I'm doing it? Okay. Now, my hands are tingling. 
At that point, you place your hand on your throat or your heart or your heart and your solar plexus or your waistline, left, rear and right front, and you will feel heat eventually generating throughout your body and you will be bringing light into your body to heal yourself. Isn't that wonderful? A simple thing like that can regenerate energy throughout your body as well as allow your brain to make a new connection with your soul coding and with the way you've been thinking about yourself. So you might say, well, okay, why would there be humans in the spirit world, in what we call Hades or hell, who are walking around with limbs missing, looking like they're monsters out of a movie? Why would they want to be like that? And the answer is very simple, because they think like that. They want to be like that. Let's modernize it today or here on earth and say, why is someone cover their body with tattoos and love it while another hates it? It's all about our point of view, how we've been, in a way, taught whether this is good or bad. For example, I was watching uh, something on National Geographic and uh, there were mothers making little holes in the skins of babies that were newborn. I was thinking how terrible the poor little kid is hardly born and having these painful things done. But to the tribe, it meant that the soul of the baby was going to be protected. How can you tell someone don't do that? It's not necessary when they have such an ardent belief that it is necessary. In the same way, if I talk to a Muslim or a Catholic, a Catholic person, a Christian person, or I talk to a Jewish person who's very much into the tradition of the church or the temple or the synagogue, is in some way saying, this is what I believe. And that they're entitled to do. So in the same in the spirit world, if people want to believe in their negativity and slither around like sloths, then they can do that in the spirit world. But there comes a time when that spark of energy that I just talked about generates throughout their form, whatever it might be, to stimulate them to say, hey, I think I need something more. And as soon as they say, I want to be out of here, I don't belong here, I don't fit in, spirit guides are there to help them go back up a level. Yep, we have to climb up the ladder and get to the point where we can see, oh, I can see I went down the wrong pathway from my point of view. I just stepped into a puddle right up to my knees and I learned the hard way that that doesn't pay for me. I need green grass under my feet. I need the love and kindness of myself to myself. I need to honor, respect and love who I am. Now, if you're doing that on the earth and you're very happy with everything that you're doing, you're manifesting your dreams, you're living your dream, in other words, you're enjoying the people around you, you're having a fantastic life, then, hey, you're very lucky because you've got all your stuff together and that means that you're a powerhouse, you're a lighthouse to all those people who haven't got all their stuff together people who are envious of you, jealous of you, because you seem to know how to organize and structure and love and enjoy and be creative and so on and so forth, 
Well, they're still sitting there going, it's not fair, I can't do that, I'll never do that, I'm not any good. Yes, the truth is we're all the same. We're all patterned with the same abilities. It's just the way we process it is how we think and how we feel. So it's the same in the spirit world. So let's talk about someone who's passing over who's had Alzheimer's. Are they going to end up in the spirit world with Alzheimer's? Well, they might too. It might well be that they believe when they leave their body that they can't think who they are or what they're doing. And so, yes, in the spirit world, there's a hospital if they need it, and they'll be in it. And while they're lying in bed wondering what's happening, people from their past will turn up. Great-grandma, granny, auntie, uncles, all those people who lived that they've known in history will turn up and say hello. And they'll look at them and say, I kind of remember you because most people with Alzheimer's have long-term memory. And of course, as they start to recognize these people, they start to realize, hey, you're dead. That means I'm dead. Hey, if I'm dead, then, hey, presto, I don't have Alzheimer's anymore. And everything comes flooding back. So anybody who is emotionally, mentally, or physically traumatized and needs loving support in the spirit world before they awaken to who they are as a spirit, they'll end up on the plane of health and healing where they will recover. And once they've recovered, then they're free to ascend to a higher vibration. In the higher vibration, another level, they will learn about charity, love, honor, respect, truth. They will be able to enter the halls of learning and see things about themselves, the many lives that they've lived, to tap into the Akashic records of all that is. Yes, God in the oneness knows the first person who invented the wheel, which is actually a ball with a hole in it. <laughs> it's so easy when you go. You can just walk into a room and you can think to yourself, I wonder what? And there you are. It's there for you to see. It's like all the walls disappear and you're out there in the open looking at whatever it is that you wanted to see. Just like being on Star Trek, one of those... Um, I can't remember what they called them now, but one of those rooms where they could go and act out scenarios um, in that room and then switch off the program and come outside and get on with their work. Okay? Only in the spirit world, you don't switch off. You just absorb and remember and integrate the life that you've just lived with all the other lives you've lived. And in that moment, there's a oneness sense. Aha! This is me. This is the real essence of my spirit. This is who I really am. So now I want you to think of life this way. Every drama you've gone through has been a play that you've been the star of your own drama. Yes, think about that. So you've been an actor or an actress throughout many lives, going through your dramas, fighting battles, being on crusades, having babies galore, whatever it is in some way, you've had the experience of your journey and all of these journeys of all of these lives that you've lived are integrated into who you are. 
Now, some of it obviously is not really important. Just like you can look back through your life and you find that some of the things you've mastered you can't really remember. You just take it for granted. Well, the spirit tends to be like that too. So if you're interested in having a soul reading, to know your coding, and to know how old you are, whether you're young soul, mature soul, old soul, etc., ancient soul, and whether you're an archetype, scholar, um, warrior, priest, king, sage, slave, I don't know if I've mentioned them all, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, codings that you can have, and I'll be happy to channel that for you and explain it to you so that you can understand just exactly what is going on with you all the time. So, if you enjoyed this show, you might want to go back to some of my older shows, and you can download all of them as a podcast from iTunes, and there is a link on the page of Web Talk Radio where you can go to it, or if you've already been uh, to my Facebook page, Journey into an Unknown World, you'll find the link there. I have to admit I don't go over there and put all my shows up all the time. I'm not a good PR person, so if you'd like to share this show or any of the other shows that I've done in the past, please do, okay? Because my motive is not about money, it's about helping people to get on with their lives and to enjoy themselves. So back to writing to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com. Send me your email, ask me your questions, I'll get in touch with you, and I will then find out exactly what you want, and I'll be able to download, channel that for you, and send it to you as soon as within 24 to 48 hours. And you will be amazed just how different it'll make you look at your life in a different way and how you will adapt knowing your soul coding because once you see it and understand how it works, you'll catch yourself making mistakes that cause you to get mixed up, crazy and out of balance. And at the same time, you'll see the opposite, how to go down the right pathway and do the right things for yourself that get you towards success with good purpose and good intent. The last thing that I want to say is watch out for when we finally get everything together and start doing our webinars or seminars. I'm not sure what we're going to call them, but that will be a one hour open discussion with me on the topic of the radio show. So anyone who's going to come on those webinars, we're going to ask you, please listen to a certain show so that you're prepped, as it were, for what we're going to talk about. And then in the time that there's an hour with me, I'll be explaining more. I'll be giving you things to write down, things to do, to think about. We'll have Q&A and we'll have some hypnosis or meditation and things like that all in one hour. And I'm only going to charge a very small amount for it, like 35. So this is not uh, that's dollars, by the way. Uh, this is not about paying Margaret two or three thousand dollars. This is about just me reaching out to help you and cover expenses.
So if you know people that would like to actually follow along on webinars and seminars that we're going to do, probably by uh, allowing my webmaster and different people to do things, probably will be ready by June, then please do uh, share with anyone you know around the world that speaks English, of course, because I do have world listeners according to the stats that people have been giving me. Thank you, everyone, whoever you are, wherever you are, for listening and following my shows. And I have to say, I'm sorry that I haven't done two for the first two months of this year. Things have happened. My dear friend, Brad Searle, who owns the station, passed on. And, you know, my husband has been ill and different things have happened. So uh, I was in Japan and uh, traveling and back home and it's like everything hit the fan. And hey, I'm proud of me. I kept my cool. I kept my light. I stayed calm. And I got things done and I still am doing things so please do enjoy every day take that omni moment and think about it and if you're interested in any of my books like breakthrough therapies crystal acupuncture and pterogram therapy the book of crystal acupuncture and pterogram therapy diagrams you can easily get those books from online uh, and you can also get them from my publisher, easytimepublishing.com. And you can also get them from me if you want an autograph copy. So I have 12 books, so I'm not going to sit here and list them all. But the, the bottom line is, if you like one book, I hope you'll go to the next one. Because every single one of my books integrates. So as you read them all, it's a hard time. Because... They're all channeled from the oneness by spirit guides and ascended masters and angels and so on. So there's a lot that I download for you guys to listen to, learn and awaken to the power of yourself and the truth of who you are. So remember, keep in touch with me and let me know if you're interested, go to www.sumariscenter.com. You can see that below on the page of the um, website for Web Talk Radio. Okay, www.sumaris, S for sugar, U-M-A-R-I-S for sugar again, centeramericanspelling.com. So until next time, be well, be happy, and stay strong. Bye.